five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglash for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing, ISSM.org, if you want to check it out. I'm going to go over to I invited Vincent Flood, who's the editor-in-chief at Video Week, over to view today. Uh, and, you know, I hope he comes. Here we go. Okay, so here's a cool little Little Caesars ad for the same stuff. Look at that cheese. Crust with a cheese and pepperoni Look crust. at that it's cheese. Got nine feet of pepperoni. That's enough, Darren. Sorry. We're not big pizza. We're little Caesars. The new pepperoni stuffed crust, just ten bucks. Pizza, pizza. Okay, so you see the pepperoni here. You see the cheese. Now I'm going to show you the shocking reality. Darren Trainer posted one of these on food photography, and I just love that. And I, I actually was on a commercial. Um, we were, we were, we were launching a product uh, like a roasting pan. It looked like a normal roasting pan. It was metal with a glass lid, but it worked in the in the microwave for some reason. It had enough mass of metal that it didn't spark or something, and it would brown the meat kinda. <laughs> But it wouldn't really make it tender. It would cook it in a sort of a weird way. I mean, when you try to roast in it. So we did a couple of roasts. You know, we should have. If we wanted to be fake about it, we should have done the roast in a real oven and then pulled them out of this pan to make a fake commercial like the food photographers do. The model that we had, you know, on on the TV commercial, she couldn't slice the meat because it was so tough. And I said, well, I can slice meat and so. So they put an apron on me and I sliced the meat and it did air. It was on, you know, I wish I could find it, but it was for uh, General Housewares for their microwave. I think we still have one in the basement. Anyway, we're going to talk a little video just so that, uh, just so that we can have Vincent see that I do talk video sometime. Okay, so look at the big, beautiful cheese and look at how they put the pepperoni right inside there. Now, your mind says, wow, that Little Caesars pizza looks great. But have you ever gotten a pizza after it's driven around for about 45 minutes because they can't find your house, which they never can? So now watch this. This is the reality. <laughs> this is a still even. It's so great. You take your your uh, Elmer's glue. This is Bic glue, but it's basically the same. And you pour it on there, and you get this beautiful-looking mozzarella. Here. Warning. The first one... They're taking a little screw and screwing it into the pizza so that the pepperoni sits pretty up on top of the pizza. doesn't sink in and get covered by the cheese to make it a little more three-dimensional on the shot. Look, they screw it in there. That would hurt your teeth if you bit that. See how nice it sits up? Now here's the mozzarella. They mix the mozzarella and the glue. It's not just glue. But I would think it would take, you couldn't, look at, this is the normal pizza, not much pepperoni. This isn't the stuffed crust, Little Caesars. Watch this, watch this. Glue gives more stretch. Oh, gross, that is so gross. <laughs> We've got a really nice article by Summer Gould. I always like to check out Summer's articles on Brand United and, um, so she says, why do I love postcards? To grab attention quickly. Many sizes, cost effective. Consumers like to get postcards, but businesses, because they go through the, some gatekeeper goes through the mail, you probably aren't going to get as 
good a result in business to business. Uh, one of my daughters was doing marketing in South America, and I was concerned that you know there might be even more resistance to a postcard type mailer. But they had only tested in the United States. I said, why don't you test the number ten for B two B? Have you ever tested? And she said no. And so they tested the number 10 and it got four times more response. Now, it wasn't a really big sample set. But, you know, it's consistent with what Summer has to say. Uh, ten or four times, you know, it costs more, but not four times more. It's about double. Uh, so you end up with a, a much better ROI. Okay, so uh, business to business, not so much. Although I do have one right here on my desk that I was looking at. Right here, it says, from City Press, stand out, and it has Miglosh Marketing, reverse type, yellow over the top of light blue, not good, very bad design, not much of a picture, an owl saying stand out, uh, but, you know, you might be reading the City Press, and then you're okay, it's not so bad, throw that away. Okay, uh, if you have great images, that helps, if you don't have great images, and you're just using dumb stock photography, and then you're printing reverse type over the top of it. Very bad. Okay. Uh, coupons is good. There's no offer on that whatsoever. There's no reason to give them a call. Coatings um, is especially good because it can get damaged in the press. Okay. Let's move on. This is another. This is another great article by Paula Jeske, and she does consulting um, for Steve Lett uh, and Associates, I think. Anyway, Paul and I go back a long ways. Um, <laughs> hey, Paula. Anyway, most retailers depend on foot traffic to get their brick-and-mortar stores uh, going. Uh, more than the website, uh, they felt to compel, pe compelled to build late last century. Okay, so in other words, most retailers are neglecting the, uh, the website a little bit. Well, COVID forced them to get into that. So um, because of that, many reinvested in their website and had um, what they, but, but the website is considered supplementary revenue flow. And again, if you want the full text of these articles, every day they're on WDMA.org down below. If you register as a subscriber, it's free, register as a subscriber, uh, you can access the members only area and then you can get the show notes so you just have to subscribe okay um one in four dedicated retail customers enjoyed the convenience of of online shopping uh, but what's really interesting is that as of Forrester's april 2020 report 62 percent of consumers that's more than half of consumers made their first online purchase, had never bought online. Only 40% had ever bought online. Okay? Only isn't that something? You you might not believe that, but it's but it's the case, okay? And 60% of those were over the age of 60. So a lot of you know older people which had higher risk for the COVID um but they also, that population, the boomers, have more than half the U.S. wealth. Boomers, yeah. And so now maybe they'll come back, maybe not. Uh, so the older buyers grew up in the last half. The, the tricky part is, it says, stop expecting their 
plus buyers to pick up the phone. So what can you do to keep them coming to the website? Well, one thing you can do, which a lot of dot-coms do, is you just disconnect the phone. You make it impossible for them to find your phone number. I took literally 20 minutes yesterday trying to find eBay, a way to talk to somebody on eBay. I received a big item, bed frame. It was poorly packaged. It was wrapped, wrapped, mummified with tape. And the bed frame was sticking out the side when it arrived. Okay, and the and the merchant said, well, just ship it back. Now, we'd already unpacked it and uncovered more damage. Uh, just ship it back. <laughs> well, the shipping carton wasn't even adequate for them, <laughs> much less if I'm going to send it back. So I go on eBay and I start a return and then I say, but I don't want to return it. So I end the return and then I, then I finally, after 20 minutes, found a way to call them for another reason. I mean, I clicked a bunch of buttons that weren't what I wanted, but finally I got a person. They said, yes, yes, we'll take care of it. But then they couldn't because I'd started a return and ended it. I mean, if you want people to do it online, you better make online pretty darn seamless. Okay. Many don't like making calls to customer service departments, you know, but some of us do. And that's important. Now, I'm okay with online chat. There wasn't a chat. There, there was a robot that answered dumb questions. How to do a return? Yeah, but what if I can't return it? It's not returnable. I want a credit, not a return. And I don't need a full credit because I, I'm keeping the thing. I'm willing to split it with the, with the, with the merchant. Chatbots can't deal with, with, with complexity, okay? Uh, you know... Yeah, I can't tell if it's a good match. I can't, I can't, you know, there's so many reasons why people really don't like buying online. And one of them is that you're, you know, I see lots of clutter in senior marketing pack websites, overly segmented categories causing scrolling instead of search or list selection. The other thing I see is what are the dimensions? Or like Paula says, what does this go with? What items literally match this color? What an idea. And you can do it in the copy if you want. So many websites have tried to have less copy. They also use pickup art. They use the same picture as Wayfair and Amazon. Who's, who are they going to buy from? Who are they going to trust? You little merchant with the identical picture that you got from the manufacturer or merchant? Same picture? And your price 25% higher? No. Shoot the picture. Okay? You know, my friends at Colony gave me a tour of their photo studio. I mean, they have literally an entire warehouse inside their, uh, their, their, their senior management. It's not their fulfillment warehouse. It's their photography warehouse. Fantastic. Fantastic. I called Russ down there yesterday. Russ, get in touch. Okay. Beware of offending your core market. And that's something you can do with mail that you can't do with your website very easily. Okay, You can send your core market different offers. Nobody knows what their neighbor got in the mail. See that? Okay, so be careful with that. And we've had plenty of, plenty of uh, discussion. I'm going to be talking about that at the, um, at the New York, at the Direct Marketing Club of New York. 
Uh, and I'm going to have information coming out about that probably tomorrow, uh, an email. And I encourage you to join. It's going to be, I think it's going to be, I'm on with John Sisson, and he is a genius, and he's very creative and knows all about that stuff. So I encourage you to come visit, uh, and we'll have the date. I think it's a week from Tuesday. It's like the, the 15th or the 16th. It's on a Thursday. Uh, so it's a week from Thursday. I'm sorry. Anyway, like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Have a great day. Go get the full text. It's worth it, both for the postcards. Oh, I know what. <laughs> now, now we're going to back up a second. Because Summer left out a test. She didn't have any tests. So I'm going to give you a postcard story. Okay, I was working, and it's a, it, it fits this really well. I was working with a retailer about about... 80 stores and they had this theory that if their website was beautiful enough and here's another caution for you if their website was beautiful enough it would draw traffic from the entire country okay so we did a mapping analysis and what we found out was a huge percentage and I don't remember the percentage but let's say 80% of their of their sales came from within a few miles let's say 20 miles, I don't remember, of the store, five miles. It was, but it was clear that the store mattered, okay? And they'd always grown by, they'd always grown by adding more stores, and they were, they were kind of tired of adding more stores, and I think they figured that, you know, if they're in the top 80 markets or 50 markets, that's, that's pretty good. So, and it was kind of a specialty uh, category. So, uh, they were doing some, they had multiple offers. They had like four offers, four different main things they would say about their product. And I said, let's do some tests and see if we can drive some traffic with mail. They said, okay. And we had been, we'd shown that their, that their regular mailers had about a 300% ROI. And when we included next door neighbors, they had a 900% ROI. So people were passing it along. So mail was generating a lot of revenue and we could prove it. Okay, so that's one another point for mail. So once we were in the door that way, then I said, let's use mail to test. So we tested the four offers, and there was one that was dramatically more powerful than the other three, like, like more than all the other three put together. And so uh, we focused on that offer. We actually learned that we could prospect with it, but... Totally them, not me, because, you know, I have limited video experience. But they, because they have multiple stores in some markets, and they were already doing TV, they decided to do, uh, they decided to do this offer, redo their TV to drive traffic to the website, because it was, you know, it's easy for people to click, click, right? But, so we did TV to their website. And then LS Direct, Brian Dillette, encouraged them to do postcards to offer specials or incentives to bring people in to the store. And so the, essentially, we, we leveraged what we learned in mail into TV and video onto the website where the commercials also were running. And then we did, Brian did, not me, Brian did lookup of, of the address of the visitors growing our mailing list and would mail them uh, more uh, a more elaborate because now we know that they've visit, visited the website uh, a more elaborate 
postcard or no more no a very elaborate mailer to encourage them to visit the store and that worked like gangbusters and they grew exponentially well not quite exponentially but they grew more than they'd ever grown they it was their best growth year ever and they've continued that i check with brian every now and then brian if you're out there um you know chime in if you want so anyway the point is is that postcards can be effective even as a research tool which Summer didn't really mention. She didn't really mention testing. Well, she did mention it, actually. We'll go back here. I'm sure she did because I highlighted it. I think I did. Nope, she didn't. Oh, yeah, test. See, test out some new ideas. Way to go, Summer. I knew you did it. See, I highlight these things for a reason. Test out some new ideas. And by test, we mean split test. We mean scientifically valid experiment design. And as Paula said over there in the other article, if you don't know how to do this stuff, go get a consultant and somebody with some experience. Anyway, so postcards can be a foundation for then website development and video, driving traffic, and then following up to retain those customers with mail. How's that for a story? Like and share. Comment. Comments are worth like 20 likes. So if you think like is good, if you, and if you've never liked a, a post, you can start with that. That's what Brian Gulag says. Gulad. I have to say it right. Okay. I'll tag him too. Anybody I'm mentioning here, I try to tag. So have a great day. Bye-bye.